Welcome to Story Chats at Insby Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. I'm Valerie Comer. Melody Carlson is back with us again today, which is very exciting. And today we're talking about her release from earlier this month called Second Time Around. Thank you, Melody, for joining us. Thanks for having me. So we will start off as we usually do with guests by asking you to just tell us a little bit about the book. Well, it's it's second time around. Um, it's setting is a big part of this book. It set it on the Oregon coast. Um, the main character, Mallory, um, she is a empty nester. Her youngest daughter just got married and she's living in this old Victorian house that she and her husband had restored early in their life. And she, she kind of almost blames the house sort of is the breakup of the marriage, but there was a lot more going on than that. And so she's raised her children alone and she's worked really hard being an interior designer. And she's, she's, she's been a really hard worker and she's ready for a break. And she inherits this kind of rundown um, tourist shop on the Oregon coast in this sort of rundown town. And she thinks she's probably just gonna go sell it. But of course she gets there and it's her grandma's old place. And she used to spend a lot of time there got some good memories there. And then she finds out that the guy that wants to buy it, uh, besides the fact that he was an old crush that she had from summers that she spent there, of course, um, of course. He, he wants to tear it down and he wants to build a kind of a small sea outdoor mall that she's as a designer, not crazy about. She hasn't seen the plans yet, but she just doesn't think it's a good idea. And then um, she, she starts getting this little dream of having her own little design shop and this what could be an up and coming tourist town. And um, she decides to fix the shop up herself. And she calls this shop, which it says on the book, Romancing the Home, which I think is kind of funny because her whole idea is you should be able to take wherever you live and just turn it into this sweet, welcoming place. That So that's, that's sort of her thing. And she gets the shop all looking really good. And her living quarters upstairs are this really <laughs> awful apartment that her grandma used to keep as a rental that's just it's just terrible it's like a nightmare it, it, it could be a Stephen King scene <laughs> <laughs> that good and and so anyway she gets some attention from a um sort of like an HGTV kind of show and they want to come they love the idea of romancing the home and they're they're going to come do her shop but then shortly before that they decide to do her home too and her home is this horrible apartment because by now she's sold her house so she's kind of up a creek yeah yep and yep. then hilarity yeah. ensues <laughs> yeah 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 you gotta have something to laugh about yes yes she wasn't laughing though no she was not <laughs> everyone else is laughing not so much Mallory maybe maybe I was laughing when I was writing it yes <laughs> that was probably an evil an evil we'll, chuckle we'll never tell <laughs> Yes, but well, you know, when I was writing yeah. it, we were also building our house, so I was probably getting a little revenge on the whole building. <laughs> <laughs> but the worst and, thing that can happen to an interior designer is it's is to have their house not looking like a perfect interior designer house. Like so, it was It was the worst thing that could happen to her. Is what happened in the story. So it was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 Like the worst thing. <laughs> <laughs> besides that it was like the whole town was just kind of waiting with bated breath for this you know going to be this marvelous episode that would give their town exposure and she's getting ready to pull the plug because she can't let him into her apartment of course 
Yeah. No, there was a lot of fun layers in there. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure what everybody else's questions are going to be. So I won't delve into that, but maybe <laughs> we'll see. But, but you do have the first question and it segues nicely from, from what Melody was it just does, talking It about. does. So it's a beautiful segue. <laughs> yes. Where's the music? We need some music here. Um, so Mallory calls her business Romancing the Home. She had found a quote that defines romance as a quality or feeling of mystery, excitement, remoteness from everyday life. So did you come up with this quote or did you find it somewhere? How did the inspiration, which direction did it go? It was actually just the definition of romance. Because, you know, it's a word that we use a lot. And I thought, you know, it has a different meaning to different people and what's mm -hmm. romantic, what's romance. And and that was just actually, I think it was Webster's. <laughs> and I thought, well, <laughs> that works. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she is trying to create a unique haven that provides a beautiful escape from the ordinariness of everyday life or the workplace. So this is kind of her business mission statement or or whatever. And yeah, I, I found too that that was very resonating um, because yeah, we think of romance as, well, we write romance, right? Guy meets girl, happily ever after. This is romance, yeah. it's, there's a whole lot more to it. So I'd love to, yeah, dig into that a bit more as, as how it goes with uh, how that related with Grayson and, and her. So if you've got any further insights on that one, then. Uh, well, I just thought, you know, to step away from the whole, the old, you know, romantic boy meets girl thing and just to, to create this atmosphere that even, um, you know, like a, a, a single woman should romance her home, you know, it should welcome her. She should feel like that's an escape. And I've got single friends and I have encouraged them, you know, do what makes you feel happy in your house. I, I love design personally. And I think, you know, you can romance your home without having a man around. <laughs> yes. Maybe easier. Yeah, I was going to say it might yeah. be a lot easier. Yeah, really. <laughs> if you happen to like dump their polka dots. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Neural, you want to? It is me. Yes, I'm up next. <laughs> so I'm, I'm actually going to talk about the town seaport on the Oregon mm -hmm. coast because as far as from my perspective as a reader, seaport was a character in the book. So, um, and as you've talked about in the introduction, there are divided opinions on what the residents of Seaport think should actually happen to the town as well. I think pretty much everyone acknowledges that something needs to change, but exactly how that happens is not in agreement by any stretch of the imagination by the people who are living there. So I thought if you could tell us a bit more about Seaport and the people who live there and what's actually going on with the side characters around um, Mallory and um, Grayson. Right. Well, um, I am quite familiar with small towns. We live in a very tiny town. Um, we had a cabin that was in a small coastal town that was a lot like um, the town in this book. And I've seen the struggles that people have. You know, you want, you want your town to thrive. You want tourism. You want improvements. But at the same time, you don't want it to overgrow. You don't want, you know, what kind of development do you want? And I've, I've heard these conversations. We're having them right now a huge way in our town. I mean, people are up in arms because it's been overdeveloped as a tourist town. Now it's turning into something that a lot of people didn't want. And you see construction right now going on that's 
in a way similar to what they were fearing was going to happen with the, the the mall although the town needed something yeah it's, it's a fine line as it's as an observer i my heart goes out to both sides because i i kind of get it but um but it i i love the dynamics in a small town i it's just it's fun to write about and it's fun to fun to live here and watch it and not be too involved <laughs> so i don't want I don't want to get political. I've, I've done that before and I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's part of the fun of being a writer is that we, we really can kind of see both sides a lot of times. Sometimes it feels like a curse rather than a blessing to be able to see both sides. I know, but it is fun when you're in a situation and you can show the other side. And you guys probably know that too. It's it's to be able to just kind of gently say, well, what about this? And have people kind of scratch their heads and, and wonder. So I, I I don't like the, my mom used to always say I played devil's advocate, but, and I don't really like saying that, but it's kind of like, <laughs> what about this? You know, or what about that? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we've kind of, um, kind of spoiled the romantic subplot by mentioning <clears throat> that Grayson wins. Um, but cause you started out with a tiny little hint of a love triangle, which maybe I'm alone, but I, I it actually wasn't. wondered for a little while. I was like, <laughs> who's going to win this? <laughs> was I the only one? Did you it wasn't really... a love triangle. No, well, no way it was it a love triangle. It was a love triangle, but at first I thought it was going to start out with one because mm -mm. um because she really didn't like Grayson uh, because of his whole mall thing. And then um we have the other contractor whose name I forgot and didn't write down. Um I but, can't remember it either. So yeah. obviously he didn't win. But he yeah. was like he was sort of when he first came on the scene, he was this hunky guy. And, you know, her friend from the ice cream shop was like, yeah, he's single. Um, Charming. So I was like, uh-oh. And we got and we got friends fighting over the same guy. I was I was a little nervous at the start of the book. <laughs> but I don't think readers like friends fighting over guys. I don't think it flies. So for me, I'm like, her friend likes him. So this ain't a love triangle. And somewhere along the line, it's going to sort itself out. <laughs> well and then you know he kind of done her wrong yes mm -hmm. but then I I do like in fact I was just talking to some writer friends about you know who who do we redeem in our stories and who do we you know villainize and and when I was writing it I really didn't know that I was going to sort of redeem him a little bit but but he's still but you know you're sort of right because you know he uh, without giving everything thing away he did bring her roses remember yeah. that yeah. yeah so you kind of didn't really know and then also Grayson had his other love interest yes. who that yes. was a pretty big deal <laughs> you know, that yes. kind of really yeah. derailed everything and and I think you know she thought it was going to really yeah there were some tangly nail-biting moments in here for me I will I will admit I was um it was it was good it kept me turning the pages I'm like ah. Oh. What's next? I got to go to sleep, but I need to know. So, um, yeah. <laughs> that loves, love triangles yeah. the way I love suspense. Yeah. yeah. Not much. Not much. <laughs> I did not. It's really interesting how everyone takes their read a bit to the story because I was so, if, if she hadn't have ended up with the right person, my Kindle was in danger of getting smashed. Like, <laughs> I honestly would have tossed my Kindle, would have been ready to toss it. And, and I think it's because, um, 
the read, I mean, I remember years ago doing a, a romance writing course and one of, a very well-known romance author said, the reader will bond with the first eligible male to hit the page. <laughs> and that was the person that she landed with eventually. So that's what I did. I did the reader thing. I bonded with the first eligible male who was a lifeguard when he was younger. So I'm like, we're there. That sounds romancy. And then I just <laughs> was very amused by everything else that was going on around it. But I never doubted where the romance was going in my mind. That that was just the way I read it. I've never heard that before. That the reader bonds to the first um, romantic interest. That's now I'm I'm thinking back to books that I've written. Like, hmm, have I always? (laughs) I don't think I've always done that. But I've been Uh told that I've broken you know all the rules of romance writing. So well, there you go. (laughs) Yeah, I think after a couple books, you get to break whatever rules you want to. (laughs) I just didn't know that. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that That's actually wasn't my question, though. So um, the risk of people breaking their Kindles. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> no on that. Oh, I would have got upset though. I really would have got upset if it had have gone the other way. But you know, that's just my reader bit coming to the story, and everyone's going to interpret it differently. And that's why people like books and don't like books, and like characters and don't like characters because we all bring our bit to it. And why we have something to discuss. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> why we can have a conversation exactly. <laughs> So I really also appreciated and am loving this trend towards second chance romances for older characters or mature, mature characters. <laughs> older does not necessarily mean mature. Right. Well, that's true. Well, yeah, but some that's people, true. some people object to the term older, like, like me, I'm getting there, but I don't want to. So did, um, did you, and I don't, how to phrase this like did what did you love about um writing for you know an older set of characters or were there challenges that you weren't prepared for did it just sort of it was easy and natural and lovely yeah I really um well and and I just think older characters are to me they're more interesting they have more layers they have more experiences um you know, with the baby boomers now, it, you know, we're in this really different walk of life. I mean, I, I feel like we're trying to navigate it and we've got different problems. And ju- just today I was working on a proposal for um, a new book that I'm really excited about and I'm not going to say much about it. Mm-hmm. But I, as I was doing the proposal, I was describing the characters. And I'm like, yeah, these are, these are different, you know, that I, and, it, and I love that. It's like, you get to play with these people who are really interesting, um, but they're not your typical characters. You know, I did a a book called Courting Mr. Emerson a few years back, and they were both older characters. And when I did it, they, um, the publisher, actually, the editors had me make them even younger than, than I had them, than I wanted them to be. And so I've kind of done that to myself a little bit, like, okay, well, they have to be a little bit younger, but um, the, the characters I was writing for this proposal or in their 60s and that that'll be a first if i get to do that <laughs> they might go they're too mm. old yeah <laughs> but i think our readers are in that age group too they are mm-hmm. they're definitely trending up yeah yeah um right all of us <laughs> <laughs> so cool. why not you know right to the trend yes yeah <laughs> And I think with these characters, what I particularly liked about all the characters is if they ended up single, that was okay. Like there was no, my my life is going to end if I don't end up in a new relationship. And I think that's such a positive message to have in books as well. Like I know a romance 
is has a happily ever after. But I know we also have a lot of readers who don't necessarily have that happily ever after in their real lives as well. And to affirm singleness is something that I thought was really well done in this book. And I think readers will really appreciate that um, the main leads in this book could be single and happy. You don't have to have a man to complete you. So I really love that message in it. Yeah, there's that... Mallory had been divorced for many, many years. And so she was perfectly comfortable just being her. She wasn't looking for something else. Right. Right. I mean, she'd had the one boyfriend, but, you know, I think she even admitted to herself that he was just kind of a necessity to, you know, when you had to go to a party or do something, there wasn't really, there wasn't much going on there. And he probably thought of her the same way, but yeah, she was, Mm. she was complete. Although I think once when she realized her children were gone and that was a part of her life that, you know, had changed and, and it gave her freedom too, you know, to, to reinvent herself. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, you know, I have, I have quite a few single women friends that um, have been reinventing their lives and it's kind of fun to watch. And yeah. Do you, um, I was surprised at how easily she walked away from her Victorian, her beautifully, Put together Victorian I, I feel like that would have been very hard for me why was it why was she ready to to turn her back on that well I think just having been there and you know as a designer she'd kind of done everything she wanted to do to it so the designer in her was fulfilled and her children didn't really seem like they really cared that much I mean they acted That's like true. they did yeah but they had their lives and then also I just think downsizing is becoming appealing to our generation. It's like let's let's do a little less around us and try to do more with our lives. And we've been doing that, you know, ourselves. Well, like we think we are, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's worth it. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. We're it looking is. at that with my dad. It's like, Dad, do you really need this box of pencils from 1972? Yes. Uh, my mom, she she just passed away and I'm still clearing stuff out of hers and I was telling my husband I was just wishing I had more address labels because we just got our library set up in our library room and I wanted to put address labels in my books yeah you know, so when people borrow and and then I said you know I was just thinking my mom had literally probably thousands of address labels that she you know her new address is in heaven yeah and then she also had thousands of pencils I'm not kidding yeah just I mean, it, it's just, I can't even, she was a little bit of a hoarder, but <laughs> it's like, she never used them. She never got to use them. <laughs> she had too much. Yep. So I don't, I don't want to end up there. No, no, indeed. No, indeed. Especially not with pencils. Right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Maybe if it was like silver dollars or you right? know, there yeah, you go. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> gold nuggets, you know, <laughs> diamond necklaces, pearls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah excellent all right so um did you guys have any other comment thought question about the book or shall we transition into our this or that I really liked the book I did too I really enjoyed reading it yeah thank you for all you people yes go read this one it's really really good yes all right Valerie, you want to kick off our this or no, that? No, I don't want to. Don't want does. to. All right, Narelle does. Sorry. Oh, I'm going to go for the easy one first. So would you rather be on the Oregon coast or would you rather be inland in the mountain ranges? Well, 
today I would rather <laughs> be on the Oregon coast <laughs> because the weather's a little bit, we have snow here, which is, is pretty, but you know, it's February and it's like, I'm ready for something to feel springy, but you know, I don't, not permanently. I wouldn't want to, cause we've, we've spent enough time there that we know it's cloudy and windy and rainy and all of that. So we do, we have a lot more sunshine here. And in fact, today the sun is just brilliant. So that's not here. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> We're in a heat wave. <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> too <laughs> hot here. Only a that's couple of good. days. So that's all right. <laughs> Summer in Australia. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Do it. Fake relationship or friends to more? Now, I didn't quite hear you. Fake relationship or Fake. friends to more? Fake. Pretending Fake. to be engaged or Trope-wise. Trope-wise, or... yeah. Which is your favorite trope? Friends to more or fake relationship? Oh, I didn't, I didn't hear the second part. <laughs> friends, friends, friends to more. Friends, friends to, more. to more. Oh, you have to be friends to more, I'm pretty sure. How come? Probably because with my husband and I, we were really, really good friends and I'd had other relationships, but probably felt fakey, you know, <laughs> and, and he, I always tell people because when we got together, people, they were like, yeah, you guys are just too opposite. This can't possibly work. But I remember telling them, I felt like he was sterling. He was like through and through what he, what he was on the outside was what he was in the heart. And We've been together for 45 years oh, and I can say that that's, mm -hmm. that is true, but it was a really solid friendship that became more. So I, that's my favorite. And I, I do use that a lot in books because I, you know, in the past I've had younger readers and it's, I think I just wanted to, to sort of show them, you know, like being friends is a big deal, you know, especially yeah. if you want to be there for the long haul. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure. All right. So would you rather DIY or hire a contractor? <laughs> well, <laughs> we have DIY'd for 45 years. <laughs> and at this stage of the game, I would rather hire somebody. I really would. And we have said we're never doing it again. We, we built our house during COVID ourselves. I mean, we were the contractors. And wow. Yeah, it, it, it's like, it, I think it's the hardest building project we've ever done because it was ground up and yeah. And we ended up ground up, no, <laughs> it wore us out. Yeah. yeah, but we're in and we're happy about it. So Yay. that's awesome. That's not again. <laughs> yeah, no, my husband and I love to DIY and building from the, the ground up would be something that we would love to do um, at some point, but but then we hear horror stories and they're like, you really don't want to do that. And I'm like, it sounds fun to me, but maybe not. <laughs> well, we, we had done a lot of them too. We've done a lot of fixer uppers and restores and we built before. And I think this did it for us. <laughs> We're done. You're set. You're good. <laughs> yep. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, do you have any final thoughts about the book that you want to make sure that everybody knows about. <laughs> well, I'm trying to decide if I should adapt it for a script. Yes. Uh, I have some. Yes. Other yes. Well, okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I don't think it would be terribly expensive to produce. And, that, and that's a big thing that you have to think about with the kind of movies that, you know, the Hallmarky kind of 
those movies they don't they usually are small budget so you have to think about what it would really take and but I had been thinking about it so we'll see I hope you do that would be a fantastic movie I think it'd be a host I'd be in yeah yeah and it was such a visual story as well because it she really is an was. interior designer. There was a lot of description and I could see all that in my head. I would love to see that as a movie. So I really hope you do do a script and it gets That'd taken off. And I can watch I, it in Australia. <laughs> I have been told that DIY movies are hard because the, you know, the one that I just had, The Happy Camper. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you guys got to see that, but you know, that was kind of like a DIY on a trailer. And when I was talking to the producer of it, he was like, oh man, this is a, this is a hard one because you can't really tear up a trailer and you can't, you know, to, and I kind of got it after the fact, but they, they faked it. You know, there's a lot of faking that goes on, but um, so you have to keep that in mind. But yeah, when she was working on the, the, her place, I was with her. I was like, okay, well, we'll paint that bathroom. And we'll paint yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like an apartment would be easier than a trailer so I think so too yeah and you only need a few scenes and then you just kind of insinuate it and stuff so yeah <laughs> yep. yeah cool. very cool all right well thank you so much for joining us again today we really have enjoyed having you um really enjoyed your books and and having you chat with us too so um we would love to hear what you have to say when you go read second time around, <laughs> leave us a comment. <laughs> uh -huh. And um, let's see if you're on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell. So you never miss an episode and we will look forward to seeing you again next week. In the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye everyone.